cross. That is why he said, it is finished. The life goal, the life project, the life plan, which began three and thirty years ago, says Jesus, is now accomplished. The plan that was known in the mind of God before all space and time is now accomplished. It is finished. And I want to say two brief things about that life. Number one, the cross speaks to the true extent of our need for a Savior. Think for a moment of the culture we live in. Look at our times. Look at the prosperity. Look at the adversity. Think of all the technological wonders. Yet even in the midst of this, the moral compass of so many people seems shattered and broken. You know, progress is not a Christian idea. We are not arguing towards some horizon of enlightenment. We are not any better nor any worse than any society has come before us. We're just the same. The fifth dimension, the 60s, may sing of harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding, no more falsehoods or derisions, golden living dreams of vision, mystical crystal revelation and divine true revelation, Aquarius, Aquarius. But you know that is not true. We are sin-sick and broken people. We've come to the end of our resources and we need help. We need a Savior. The opening words of this gospel, St. John writes, the most damning condemnation of our human race. Christ Jesus was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. God in Christ came to this world that he had created that was, was his own, and his own did not receive him. And not only did they not receive him, they rejected him. And not only did they reject him, they crucified him. And not only did they crucify him, but they placed the blame on others, and began to persecute, and imprison, and martyr his followers. We need a Savior. Why do children shoot out their schools? Why do spouses reject one another? Why do leaders lead people astray? Why do some hate others because of the color of their skin, or their religion, or their financial status? Why do people gossip and 
spread vicious rumors about others. There are a million reasons and a thousand excuses, but it all comes down to this. We are sick, broken people, and if we are going to make it into the presence of an all-holy God, we cannot do it ourselves. We need a Savior. cross of Jesus with the perfect man, the innocent man, yet at the same time perfect God, hanging there to God, tells us that we need a Savior. Father and I had the same professor of pastoral theology. And Father Caldwell, God rest his soul, used to point at the cross and growl out, if I'm okay and you're okay, what's he doing hanging there on that cross? Indeed, I am not okay. You are not okay. We need someone to come and save us. We need the Savior. Number two. The goal, the end, the plan that Jesus finished on the cross shows us the extent of God's love. Some years ago, a scientist wrote a little internet article, Seven Reasons Why I Believe in God. And among the things he said was this. Consider the rotation of the earth. It spins on its axis at 1,000 miles an hour. If it spun 100 miles an hour slower, living things would freeze at night and the world would be scorched during a long day. There would be no life. He wrote, consider the heat of the sun, 12,000 degrees Kelvin at surface temperature. We're just far enough to be away to be blessed by that heat. If the sun gave off one half less radiation, we'd die of cold. If it gave off one half more radiation, we'd be crispy. He wrote, consider the moon. If the moon were any further away from us, two times a day, giant tides would drown every bit of land on the earth. And he went on and for all these reasons, he writes, I believe in God. Psalm 8, the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth shows his hand. But we have to point to more than the created order if we are to speak of the truth of God's personal love for us. In the fullness of time, the Father sends Jesus to us, his only begotten Son, born of woman, born under the law. This little baby, born in a stable, playing in Mary's lap, chubby little hands, beautiful baby hands. And one day a hammer would drive a spike through those hands, piercing the 
palm of those hands, the nail ripping through flesh to the wood beyond. The air sent into God's vineyard, killed by wicked men. That's how much love God has for us. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. It is the cross that shows the true extent of God's love for you and for me. The cross is the end of his natural life. That is why he said it is finished. But the cross is the beginning of our supernatural life in Him. Through Jesus hanging there on the cross, there is no more condemnation. Through Jesus hanging there on the cross, there is no more death for those who believe. Through Jesus hanging there on the cross, there is no more darkness, no more fear, no more meaningless suffering. There is only faith and hope and love. And that is why, for Christians, the cross is not a symbol of defeat. It is a symbol of God's love and victory and triumph. And that is why the cross is the symbol of our faith. And that is why we call this Friday 